probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. You're listening to the Star Wars Sessions with Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is where the fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy. And welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Jabba the Hud. And joining me in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon once more is the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. He's a funky looking bounty hunter with a penchant for red. It's Blyden Ithano himself. Oh, dude, you naughty boy. You naughty boy. He's done it again, people. Matt, listen to me, mate. Like, is, is there going to be a point in this decade where you have not got a Bly pun suitable for our weekly naughty show? I say it every week, but we are getting perilously close now. But then I thought, oh, I'll just dip into some Major Legends characters. It'll be fine. We'll, <laughs> we'll get there. Oh, mate. Well, if if anyone can think of any, like we always say, send it to the email address. Because, you know, Matty Boy works hard. I'm not I'm not here thinking of puns. But that is because Matt is, is, is he's just such legendary status. He don't need pun names. He's a gangster. <laughs> Thank you, mate. Now, yeah, I spend my days, obviously, bringing up my wonderful daughter and thinking of Bly puns. So, you know, 50-50 balance there. But how are you yeah, doing anyway, 50. mate? Yeah, mate, I'm good, I'm good, you know, getting set into 2020 now, uh, letting episode 9 settle in, I've watched a bit more of The Mandalorian again, um, starting to get a bit more excited about The Clone Wars, actually, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, that's it, mate, just, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to, you, you know, you know, our thing, what's it called? Oh. Ah, Shoot the Galactic b- 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 br- Breeze. Yes, mate. And I'm looking forward to tonight's show because you know how it is. Usually it's just me and Luke shooting the Galactic Breeze and we know you love to hear it. You love it. The kids love it. Whatever <laughs> else Luke says and who else likes it Classic. as well. But Classic. We're, we're joined by uh, somebody else tonight, Lukey Boy. Who have we got with us? Well, we have got none other than Internet Hot Bad Boy. The Bespin Bulletin in the house. Say hello, Bespin. Hello there. Hello there. In, on point. In, on point, absolutely. Welcome to the show, dude. Um, great to be on, guys. Can, can you just give our listeners a brief summary in what you do? Some people might be like, Bespin Bulletin, what on earth is that? Now, we know what it is, and there's probably a lot of listeners that do know what that is, but the, for those who don't, so basically, I started the Instagram page, which covered Star Wars news a couple of years ago. And during the production of episode nine, I had of, uh, quite a bit of sensitive information about the film. And over the course of the year, I started putting bits and pieces out, joined the leaking club with Jedi Paxis and making Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And we've just been, all of us been working together, trying to put a plot of the film out, you know, and... Uh, that's what I've been up to. I wanted to create a a page where there was no fake news. It was the most reliable sources, not just from my end, but across the board. So I didn't want anybody to get misled by any of these. You know, you know what kind of outlets I'm, I'm talking about. Yes. What yeah. there are there are people that do like YouTube media that you know don't post real stories. Well, yeah, you know the ones who upload every single day about these. <laughs> Big epic yeah. things that's happening. <laughs> there are there are kids on Reddit dropping things that aren't true. There's some kids like the JJ Cut, you know. 
(laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Awesome. So that gives everyone an idea of what Bespin does. And obviously, because of the nature of this show, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to refer to our guest as, of course, Bespin, because, you know, that's his name. That's that's the name he goes by. Yeah. Yeah, Bespin. Right. So if you're happy, guys, let's move on to our first question. At what point in 2019 or prior, Bespin, did you have most of the Rise of Skywalker plot figured out? Between everybody and myself, I'd say probably summer. I think we all knew a good chunk of it. Wow. Obviously, that evolved with reshoots to an extent, but the gist of the film is there. See, it's so interesting because um, Matt and I have obviously stayed quite clear of of the leaks and of this kind of thing. We we have no time scale, mate. We have no time scale to to all of this stuff. So if I were to break that up, right? Celebration was obviously when myself found out about Palpatine. When did you find out that Palpatine or the Emperor or Ian McDermott was involved in production? I'd say late twenty eighteen. There was wow. rumblings. Of to the extent I didn't know, people were being very vague on my end. They were just, mm-hmm. I was just hearing Palpatine everywhere, and nobody was telling me at the time to what extent. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, not too long after the celebration stuff, I think we all found out just how big of a role he was going to play. It's funny because JJ came out, well, as soon as the tra- that trailer at Celebration dropped. And he was. He said, "I can't believe it hadn't leaked, and that yeah. nobody got it out there." So there must have been some sort of uh, unspoken code, because by the sound of it, I know we're going to get into it, but your sources seem to be fairly good and reliable. However, even if you've just said that they weren't willing to give up those kind of nuggets information. So for me and Lukey Boy as well, and a lot of our listeners, when I heard that JJ JJ saying, "Oh, it's amazing, it didn't get leaked." Now knowing that so many people did obviously know about it and it still didn't get leaked, that's that's mental. Mad. Um, what when you, you say you said you heard in like twenty eight the end of twenty eighteen, what were the kind of whispers you were hearing about Palps? Because it's such a massive deal. Just that he was involved in the plot in some way. At this point, we what well, no, name checked it. Palpatine. Palpatine name was specifically said, mm-hmm. but at this point, we knew that there was kind of like an evolving MacGuffin throughout the film. Um. So. I kind of interpreted it as Palpatine was part of this. Like I said, I didn't know to the extent of what he was end up going to be at such a major role. But yeah, at that point, I thought he was just part of uh, the evolving MacGuffin, which he ended up kind of being a part of. Mm. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember what he did in the film, but <laughs> it's, been a few, it's been a week or two since I saw it. But no, yeah, it's just interesting because you, the, your, the leaks that you've came out, which we have since read, mm. are very spot on yeah pretty much spot on and you mentioned jason at making star wars uh uh and you've also mentioned this sort of mysterious jedi paxis mm. whose name was just everywhere bandied about everywhere you've said obviously you've worked together what's the communication like with you guys and how how were you working together because from my eyes it always seemed like you'd have three factions competing to be the most reliable leaker or, but obviously now you're saying that it was more harmonious than that. Yeah, I, none of us were like competing with one another. I got into in touch with Maker Star Wars um, fairly early on, and like <clears throat> like this is my first time leaking anything, so I would just tend to back up other people's things. 
So his mm-hmm. leaks were Paxis' leaks before I started just saying, right, screw it, you know, just put my own stuff out. Um, mm-hmm. But like Make a Star Wars is always very supportive. Um, and between the three of us, we would like <clears throat> talk about some one of us assured and see if it lined up with somebody mm-hmm. else. Mm. Like it was nobody wanted to tear one another down. It was all very supportive. And even to like today, like I still talk to making Star Wars and occasionally Jedi Paxis. But yeah, it's all harmonious. It's, there's no bad blood whatsoever between anybody. What, what a lovely bunch of leakers, eh? <laughs> <laughs> what a lovely bunch of leakers. Now that's amazing. I've I have got one question. Mm. Have you got a WhatsApp group chat? <laughs> no, we have a Reddit group chat though. Oh, you naughty boys! The best bin bandits on Reddit. Oh man, <laughs> you guys are amazing. No, that 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 is incredible. Would you say, right? Who who has contributed the most to to the episode nine leaks? I'd say Paxis. He put out the first big summary of mm-hmm. stuff. Um, whereas me and Maker Star Wars would put out more like droplets, he would just like just chuck the little bucket, you know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'd say Parksis had the had the most. That's right, because he pretty much dropped the whole screen, the whole story, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He just like went. Yeah. Here's everything I know. Like, do what you want. You know. With your leaks, obviously, you've spent so long with the leaks. Then December comes. Basically, in a nutshell. You, uh, having read the leaks and you going into the cinema to watch it, did you enjoy this film as much knowing pretty much exactly what was coming? And actually, did you even like the film? Um, well, I, I enjoyed the film, not to the extent of the previous two, um, mm. but I still liked the film. Um, and I'm not the type of person who gets affected by spoilers. I always say seeing something is different to reading about it. Mm. Yeah, like yeah. If somebody told me this film had leaked online, I would never have watched it. But... It, it didn't affect me at all, and it was nice to see some validation after like some people had a lot of hate. Of course, of course, I can totally like understand that feeling, especially mm-hmm. to 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 yourself. And obviously, you mentioned earlier you you weren't um leaking for the Force Awakens, you weren't for the Last Jedi or any of the other spin-off films. Is that right? Yeah, I just started with Episode Nine. You just started with episode nine. So for you, this is like the first time this has happened. You've been able to go to the cinema and, and see those things unwind, things that you knew not, not just weeks, months, best part of a year before us common folk knew about it. You know, that's, that is crazy. And there's got to be, dare I say, a certain sense of pride in that, right? It's a pride in getting things right because mm-hmm. I never wanted anybody to be misled. Mm. Um, I believe my sources, I believe Paxis's sources, I'm making Star Warses, and it was just a validation to seeing it all unfold. Mm-hmm. More than anything, that's that was just the icing on the cake. Of course, of course, Mister Bulletin, yeah, best bin. You're leaking all this stuff, okay? It turns out actually quite a lot of it's true. In fact, most of it is. Has anyone from Lucasfilm ever contacted you? Not in a um, legal sense, but has anyone ever kind of contacted you at all about anything? Because you're spot on the money, uh, or right on the money for quite a lot of this. I'm just interested as to whether anybody from the official channel has ever just tried to contact you for any reason. Not to my knowledge. I've had issues getting into my account before. Um, So I don't know if that's a link, but 
Um, no, nobody's ever directly contacted me. Wait, so you've, your, your account's been hacked, did you say? No, not hacked. It was just saying that it's, it can't log in at this time. Unavailable. Mm. Yeah. Suspicious. The, the mouse house is at it again. Yeah, the Disney <laughs> Empire aren't happy, Bespin. They're not happy. <laughs> but okay, look, right. I, I have a um, question that kind of relates to, to all of this. Um, now, people can probably already tell and recognise that you have a wonderful Welsh accent. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you come from the brilliant country of Wales, which of course is part of the UK. Um, yep. Does being in the UK help with these kind of things, help with the leaks, seeing as a lot of the filming is done over here? Um, I wouldn't have said so because Maker Star Wars has had contact with people from Pinewood and obviously he's stateside. But mm-hmm. it's always good to be on the same time zone as everybody. So you can... You know you're awake at the same times, and you can share information a lot quicker than right. like when I've spoken to people in the states. You, you sometimes go in like a full day without contact, trying mm-hmm. to just suss something out. But oh, I, I, I say okay. it's benefits. Brilliant, and and likewise, does that is is there a flip to that with uh, the Mandalorian? Because what I've noticed is um, your page has mostly been Episode Nine centric. Now with kind of that out of the way. Um, is the future of the Best Bin Bulletin going to be aimed at the Mandalorian Season 2 animated shows or any other projects? Well, the Mandalorian, from what we've all sussed, is, is a lot of a tighter ship. Um, mm. I know where the location is. I know where they film. You know, I haven't had anybody go there. I've had one person go there and take pictures. Mm-hmm. and But it's not a lot of action. In terms of getting plot details it's very sparse right whereas you mentioned animated shows back in november i was working on the rebels sequel series scoop yes um which is now out there i didn't put it out somebody else did but again i've heard rumblings of that so perhaps animated or whatever could be the future of it but the star wars productions coming back to the uk with kenobi this year and Cassian endor so you know, it might be a little something there. Now, Interesting. Now, now, listen, I've got a question relating to that, right? Because you, you've just sparked a whole different convo, you know? Like, yeah. um, listen, like, we're, Matt and I, we're based in sunny Essex. We're, we're proud. We're, you know, we, we love our Essex um, county. Um, and just down the road, kind of some, like, you know, um, merge between East London and Essex is a beautiful place we call Dagenham. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've, we've heard there's meant to be a studio being built there, right? Pinewood East or something. Do you know if there's any developments, any Lucasfilm stuff being done there or is it all being done on a different site? Well, we also heard that Cassian was supposed to film there, but things there have been really delayed from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, I was trying to pick up the trail on it because obviously Cassian was supposed to film, I think, like this month. But it's oh, really? Yeah, it's been postponed. But obviously, that's due to like issues behind the scenes. Like recently, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Tony Gilroy stepped forward again to help out on Cassian. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as far as I know, Dagnum is quite far behind in where it's supposed to be. So the rumours are yeah. right now that they're going back to Pinewood. I'd heard that they're going back to Pinewood because the Dagenham studio was 
It's basically been besieged by financial issues. A lot yeah. of stakeholders pulled out and they've had to get funding from elsewhere because the, the studio is meant to open at some point this year. Yeah. Uh, as like you just mentioned, it's meant to be filming. And I'd heard that the shows are going to Pinewood. Pinewood, Pinewood. Yeah. Yeah, I we were interested in that one simply because it's around the corner, but whether or not you'd heard anything concrete because the Cassian one... I, we knew that was coming back to the UK because they had already said the Kenobi one. We weren't a hundred percent sure whether that was going to be filmed here or in the United States. So it's quite good to hear that it's um, yeah. going to be here because, like I say, we're just around the corner. So we fancy we fancy popping our head over the fence and having a look what's going on. Yeah. Have you ever have you ever got as far as like stage door and knocked on the door and said, "Look, can I have a word of anyone?" Or <laughs> no. is it all done remotely? I've always had somebody go for me. Mm-hmm. So when they're filming in Black Park. Like which was quite a lot. Um, somebody would go with it for me, and uh, try and take as many sneaky pictures as they could. Yeah, that was around the corner. That was in Slough. That was for the uh, Rise of Skywalker as well. Uh, so you're you mentioned your Reddit group with uh, with with the lads. Yeah, is it all done? Is it all done by Reddit, or do you email, phone, and text each other? And the info that you get from your sources, who are obviously based around production, how how does that make its way to you? Obviously, without being t- like, too specific, but how how are you getting the information to you? Is it like passed across the table on a bit of a on a bit of paper, or is it phone calls, emails? It's mainly been through just messaging on like various social media sites. Um, but you know, obviously, some of these people don't use their real names or whatever. But yeah. you know, but that's how I generally got them. Or it's been through some Reddit accounts too. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's all been hush us what I've done here um, as for like make Star Wars and Paxis I talk to them I talk to make Star Wars all the time through Twitter yep. um, Paxis just through Reddit see so, it's, it's sorry mate boy what were you going to say mate no I was just going to say we've heard of Jason Ward yeah um, we know how active you are on on the socials and that you've got you've both got a presence but Jedi Paxis so you just mentioned he's just like a dude on Reddit I was gonna what say what what's the deal what's the deal with Paxis? Is he literally just a guy like me on Reddit who's just managed to get in on the game? Because you don't see like an at Jedi Paxis on Instagram or anything like that. No, he's just the moderator over on Star Wars Leaks on Reddit. Um, okay. And obviously, he likes to keep his privacy. Like I don't know much about them, um, uh, but you know, there's always people trying to figure out who you are. <laughs> yes, of course. Of course. Now, I, I do have a question with the Rise of Skywalker leaks. Um, obviously, as we've already discussed and found out, you were way ahead of, of revelations in that film than we were. Um, was there something, when when you were reading it, that, that really shocked you, that really surprised you? Uh, ben being killed. That was a surprise. Um, mm-hmm. Not because I didn't hear it, but it was just so concrete to do it um i i never wanted him to die i think he deserved to be punished for what he had done but i always wanted him to go into exile uh, oh, maybe yes. to arcto or on tatooine but yeah the the ben solo death was always uh, a hard pill to swallow for me and and do you remember what kind of month you found out about the ben solo death oh it's pretty early in 2019 no, early, fairly early, yeah. That's cr- this is just crazy, isn't it, Matt? Like this is hey. this is just like 
Well, me and Lukey Boy were saying up until the last show we did before the Rise of Skywalker, we recorded that on a Monday, and the, sh- the fil- film was coming out on the Wednesday over here, Wednesday midnight, mm. Thursday morning. And we were saying to each other, we literally have no idea, like through official sources and uh, Lucasfilm and just just um, movie sources, we had no idea what the film was about other than other than good guys versus bad guys and pouches back. It's mental to know that out there was the actual film synopsis. It's wild. And as far back as that as well. Apparently, if you go online, there's a lot of people who agree with you who didn't want Ben Solo to die, yeah. but there's a, that's a massive can of worms that could be open. So, yeah. um, well, uh, I guess on that same question, was there anything on that, on that uh, leaked screenplay you got, or the source, the leaked info, sorry, was there anything which you, which you thought, God, that sounds a bit rubbish. I never liked the idea of Palpatine coming back. I just never liked that idea. Um, <laughs> so I'm worried about that. Yeah. So when I was hearing rumblings originally of him being involved in some way, I was just praying that it was something small. Um, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, but obviously, as we found out, he has a pretty big role to play in this film. Yeah. You didn't think about going back to your source and saying, "Listen, mate, have a word of JJ, and maybe mix that out of the script." <laughs> well, he was like rewriting things like whilst he was filming, so I was hoping that he'd just wow. scribble a whole section out. But yeah. See, see that that that's that's quite interesting to know because Disney and Lucasfilm seemingly have got like a real tight lid on how their productions work, um, mm-hmm. and and the truth is we have you guys, right? You guys are kind of like a unbiased source on on what actually happens, what actually went down. Um, talk to me, Bespin, about how 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 messy was the production of episode nine from what you know? I don't know how, how messy it was. Um, I don't think it was that bad because we knew from pretty much really early on that JJ was rewriting whilst he was on, on set filming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, within the first couple of months, um, I think this is always a planned thing. There was ad planned reshoots. There was never like a panic mode. Like right. we knew whilst they were in principle, that there was going to be reshoots. Every major like film it, has reshoots. I think people out there who don't know that need to know that every big budget yeah. film has time allocated for reshoots. Every actor is aware of it. It's not a big deal. No, like I remember it was around December 2018. I was talking to somebody on the on the production and they were saying, we're going to do reshoots like summer. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, cool. Like, And that's why JJ was doing rewrites. It's why a lot of actors on set improvised. Like I think you've heard Oscar Isaac talk about it quite a bit. There was a lot of improvisation on the set. I didn't know that. I, I, I hadn't no, I heard didn't that. Know that. And, yeah. and we've been we've been following interviews like noobs, but um, no, I never knew that. But um, was, did he improvise a line when he said somehow Palpatine has returned? I wouldn't know that. That detail. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's interesting though. But yeah, I mean, reshoots are just part and parcel of movie making now. Obviously, not yeah. as much independent cinema, but in major every Marvel film, DC, any film, massive film has reshoots because they've got the ability to do so. And I think a lot of people blew the fact that they're doing reshoots out of proportion. I know it wasn't kind of Rogue One reshoot the entire film level, yeah. but um, I, I'm i still amazed that more this doesn't happen more often because you've mentioned you've mentioned the three amigos, yourself, Jedi Pactis and Jason Ward. Obviously, there must be more out there, but with the amount of people who would have been on set during these films... I'm just amazed that the actual secrecy stayed as much as it did because I know that there were leaked photos probably, what, within the last three months before the film came out. There was one of Palps, which I never saw, and yeah. there was the one of Ray and 
Kylo with the blue lightsabers. But I'm surprised that nothing else leaked from the from the set. And uh, how many people did did you get messaging you saying basically you're lying or who who were trying to debunk what you were Every, saying? Everybody. <laughs> wow. Like <laughs> as, when we did the. Well, Pax just put it out, I think. I think he was the yeah. first one to say the Ben Solo dies. Yeah. That was the, uh, the like, we hate the leakers moment. <laughs> like, everybody wanted us to be killed. Um, and it's not, ex- like, a, I'm not exaggerating. Like, people would send horrendous things to, oh, I, to me. Oh, I to, believe you, mate. Trust me. Yeah. Um, I know Jason had it quite bad. Um, I assume Paxis did. But, yeah, some people can go quite far out there but we're just the messengers you know mm. don't shoot a messenger mate yeah yeah that's that's just we've, we've mentioned that's the kind of fandom that we're not interested in we're not there no. for that that side of it we love the passion we love the, the way that people get so involved in this but obviously there's a line to cross and you guys are only doing saying what you've been told so if it is wrong yeah. you're just reporting misinformation that someone's giving you it's not stuff you're making up yeah like i was saying i wanted palpatine not to be in this film i was hoping we were all wrong but yeah, we wasn't wrong about that. No. Mm. All right. So we, we, we've been talking about uh, the rise of Skywalker, right? And in you know the film is still hitting um, headlines now. Um, more recently, people have been saying that there is a JJ Abrams cut. Um, I know um, we, we've we've spoken briefly about this. I asked you on Instagram if there was going to be. Um, a extended release uh kind of like end game style where they go into the cinema they re-released a film effectively um and bring in that money um now obviously you've shot that down and said look no that's not true however that doesn't necessarily negate the feasibility of something like a jj cut um i distinctly remember and i think matt and i were talking about this that the the film um, I think the the runtime of the Rise of Skywalker in October um, was I think ten or fifteen minutes longer. It was longer than yep. what we actually got. Do do you know anything about that? Can you confirm that? Yeah, there was supposed like when they did this. This is when roughly when tickets went on sale. Um, there was supposed to be I think roughly ten minutes longer, but that that was just so the cinemas and the theaters could just block out a certain period of time. So. Lucasfilm and Disney knew roughly how long the film was going to be. It was going to be within that time frame that they sent the the, the theaters. It was never, you know, they could, they could have filled that time if they wanted. But it was just a rough estimate at that point. There was uh, they were right. still in editing, you know. There was no JJ cuts per se. That's good to know. That's 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 interesting to know because. The, the truth is, we've all seen the film. I mean, you've probably... It feels like you've probably seen it a hundred times, Best Bin. But, um, <laughs> I've seen it four or five times now in theatres. Oh, brilliant. Wow. Brilliant. Um, but, like, so, so the film, um, obviously, it, it feels quick. You yeah. know, I remember, I think, my our first review of the, the film, I said it, it felt like Star Wars on speed. Right or crack or something like it, it just was. does. It's just relentless. It just does not breathe. 
And, you know, some people love that. Some people can't stand it. I'm, I'm, I'm somewhere in between. I can kind of look past it. But there are moments they should have taken um, to let things sink in a little bit more. Do you not think that is a reflection of the production or um, of any sort of suggestion that the film was maybe meant to be longer? Um, I know Chris Terrio um, has, has said, or apparently Chris Terrio has said that the film um, should have been maybe three hours or maybe even consider splitting it into two parts. Um, he said a lot of stuff, Chris Terrio, recently. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, I think, like, I didn't like how fast the film was. It did need some breathing room and it definitely would have benefited from being, like, 12, 45, three hours long. Um, mm-hmm. But, again, if you look at most of JJ's films, they're less than two and a half hours long. Most of his films. Mm. Yeah, he's not quite Scorsese in length. Yeah, exactly. So he's he's got a preferred runtime, and you've got to assume that Lucas from a Disney, like if the film is three hours long, then that's less showings. Yeah, of course, yeah. So, but it worked for Endgame. It worked for Endgame. And it doesn't but, always mean it's going to work for any yeah. other film, but the actual, because that's one argument I've heard a lot of people saying is that if it's over three hours long, they get less opportunity to show it during the day, so they could potentially like make less money. But Avengers Endgame made near on three billion yeah. with a three-hour-long runtime. So, surely if the film, if if fans are getting what they want out of the film, they'll go back to see it, especially the last Skywalker film. Yeah. if it's three hours long, we'd think. Maybe, but you got to look at the box office returns and the latest Star Wars films. Um, the Bob Iger said about Star Wars fatigue. Mm. I I'm not feeling that fatigue, but no. maybe there is an extent of that out there, but. I think this doing the two-hour thing is a JJ idea, possibly. But you also got to think that they had a, a, such a small amount of time to work on this film. The JJ mm-hmm. was hired what September 2017, yep. and he had the, and he had the script finished by I think it was February 2018 before going in front of cameras in the summer. Mad. And then they wrapped principal in February 2019, went back for some reshoots in July and October. Like there's a a small window there. They had a lot less time to work yeah. on this film. Yeah, we mentioned that last week that they've got they had two years to basically create a film of this size, yeah. and that's every part of production: casting, financing, scripting, pre-production, visual effects. As we know today from the Oscar nominations, The Rise of Skywalker got a nomination for visual effects, sound editing, and for John Williams' original score. Yeah. So all people forget, obviously, you've got to score the film with yeah. all that. That's not like a Giacchino takes three weeks job. This is a <laughs> film scores take months. Yeah. So, um, firstly, congratulations to everybody who worked on those films. And if any of them happen to be your sources, two parts <laughs> on our regards. But um, so that was good to see. I've read the leaks, obviously. You know, I believe Lukey buys as well. Yeah. And there were things in there like about um, Ben, so- oh, sorry, Kylo Ren goes to meet an- the Oracle and all yeah. this kind of like a spider thing. Did you know? Do you do you know any more about those kind of scenes? Because they sound like slower, more expositional scenes, which would have padded out the runtime and maybe given room to breathe and explained a little bit more. Do you know more about those scenes that didn't make it in? From what I remember, I never put any information about the Oracle out. Before I remember, it was Kylo going to Mustafar, um, fighting his way through the natives like we see in the film. Yep. But instead of finding the Wayfinder in this kind of like treasure chest, he got it from the Oracle. Right. That's how I... I heard it was played out. And if you, I think there's been some behind the scenes images, like officially released, 
where you see the actual oracle and it looks exactly like the the artwork that Jedi Paxis put out a year ago. <laughs> that is mental. mental. Yeah, it looks exactly the same. The spider on top of like a baby's head type of thing. That's right. Yeah, it's really weird. Maybe they thought, yeah. oh, there, yeah, this is too weird. <laughs> Maybe they're like, no, kids won't get it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, this, this film was very ambitious in, in many, many ways. Yeah, I didn't like the, the opening of the film. Like him just finding this thing in a random chest. Like, especially when you consider he's on Mustafar. Then, yeah. you know, it would have been a lot more interesting to us as fans to see him perhaps enter Vader's castle and find this. Like, I know that ruins were around this area, but... It would... You never saw them. Yeah, you never saw them. It would have been, you know... You'd never know that was Mustafar if you hadn't played Vader Immortal or read the visual dictionary. Yeah, time. that's what I got which... from, was the visual dictionary. Yeah, we did yeah, a show I... on our Patreon, which basically said that the visual dictionary filled in quite a lot of gaps, which <laughs> maybe yeah. the film should have done. Again, I don't want this to turn into a bashing session. No. Because we, we all enjoyed the film, but uh, yeah. there were elements like that, which would have actually probably... Um, enhanced it just a bit more just for people there to know actually that straight away Bosch that was Mustafar and I know that the planet you see a wide shot of the planet and it's a fire planet so it's obviously yeah. Mustafar but you know when you're sitting there the first time all excited it didn't look like Mustafar so, yeah I um, didn't know I get it was that. Mustafar man I, I didn't know till I think like a week later I was like oh yeah what that was Mustafar yeah. I was like oh okay yeah. and it was just the way dude it was like it was like the Snokes in the tank like, <laughs> yeah. I, you Snoke. know, minutes into the film, Snoke's in the tank and Palpatine's there. And then, like, then I, oh, we're going to find out, oh, is, was Snoke Plagueis or is, like, how's, how's he alive? Oh, wait, no, okay, we're just, oh, right, okay. Before you left to think, we're, we're on to the next it. planet. I like, did everything, but I won't say how. Yeah, ex- yeah. exactly, exactly. Now, we're, we're, we've talked about the rise of Skywalker, okay? And, as a sequel trilogy in general, I'm not sure how much you, you will know on on this, um, but it, it feels incredibly apparent that, that this was not planned out <laughs> at all. No, um, definitely not. Is that right? Do, I mean, I was going to see if you had anything to, to, to suggest otherwise. Well, no, I think it wasn't planned. If you look at comments that Colin Trevorrow has made, who was originally supposed to direct episode 9, he said he had no plans for Palpatine mm-hmm. in his film. And also he'd been with Lucasfilm for a couple of years developing his episode nine. And there was no plans for him to bring in Palpatine. Wow. Right. Maybe JJ did back in the beginning, mm-hmm. thought it was a cool idea. And when he came back, he wanted to do it. But, you know, there's no real groundwork built for that, you know. But I, I think it's truly apparent that they had no real plan. And they kind of just let the directors have a lot of freedom, which is this is fine, but you should have beats that need to hit. Yeah. Yes. With the yes. the next series of films coming out, I hope they've taken notes on this oh. era yeah. and have really got a plan going. Well, like, you've got some it. capable people there, like Dave Filoni. Like, he can help you hit these beats. John Favreau, the same. Like, these are two guys who understand Star Wars. Yep. Filoni is yes. George's protege. Well, the, so. thing is, the sequel trilogy had J.J. Abrams as pretty much a de facto producer of the entire... He directed the, the first yeah. and third, and he exec produced The Last Jedi. And of course, that credit itself doesn't mean he's on set every day monitoring things, but he his, his essential job for the trilogy became the Oracle. He was there. To, he should have been the one making sure 
that these beats were being hit, I believe. Mm. I know he didn't know he was coming back for the third film, but he was always producing yeah. all three films or going to be there to lend his ear or his eyes to if needs be. And it's just odd that they didn't utilise that. And now we've obviously got Michelle Rejwan, who's the head of live action. So maybe she'd be tasked with that more. I don't know. But with this High Republic talk, which... Uh, if anyone has read the Rise of Kylo Ren's um, issue two, you know that that actually gets a mention, the High Republic. That may or may not be true. It's looking true. And I know that your buddy Jason Ward leaked that. Any uh, any yeah. word on the High Republic? Have you heard any rumblings behind the scene? Um, the High Republic was also mentioned in the Dooku novel yes. as well. Um, but as far as I know, all I knew that it was set hundreds of years before the Skywalker saga. That's mm-hmm. all I heard. Um the same thing with the Benioff and Weiss when they were doing it. They were setting it quite far apart from the Skywalker saga. So I kind of think that they've still got the ideas there of Benioff and Weiss, yeah. what their plan was. Um, but I don't know anything else at the moment. But it'll be interesting to watch. I can't wait for oh, the best bin bulletin High Republic updates. Oh, mate, it's going to be naughty, honestly. Now, now... Obviously, this is getting called uh, Project Luminous, right? That's that's what we've heard. Um, do you know, or can you at all share with us any cheeky, naughty, filthy, exclusive tidbits? Not so, at the moment. Nothing is concrete at all from on my end. No word of directors or of anything like that. No, not really. But Step like, up your game, mate. It's supposed, it's supposed to be this month they announce it, right? The, who's helm in this film? Um, Apparently so. But I think there was an article a couple of months ago saying that, you know, John Favreau, Dave Filoni are going to be pretty important going forward. Um, yes. As well with Michelle Rizwan. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see those two involved. So mm-hmm. keep your eyes out. Yeah. Do you also get involved in the uh, written side of it as well, like the, the the books or novels? Do you have any word about them, or is it just live action? Uh, no, it's just usually live action. But what's weird is months before the Kylo Ren comic was announced, I had the artwork that they first showed. I didn't know what it was for. I thought it was just for a T-shirt. When it's him all in black and white with the Knights of Ren. Yeah. Like that image. Like I had that one for a while, but nothing really from the box side because we had um we heard we'd heard word from a very reliable source we've got our own sources guys mm. that um there was going to be a from a certain point of view but for the empire strikes back a very similar collection of short stories and we, the people we heard it from were had their finger on the absolute pulse of the novels we just wondered if you'd had any word on that or if it's just live action but um yes yeah, it's to hear. just live action for me usually the film's like you said, the Mandalorian ship is a lot of a tighter ship. So that's crazy, though, isn't it? To, to to think that the first live action TV show in Star Wars had a tighter cap on it than the last in the Skywalker saga. Does that not baffle you? Does that not say that maybe some of the people working and I'm I'm not implying or suggesting any, anything directly about any individuals of course um but do you know does that imply a certain attitude on set I don't know but if you look at the force awakens the plot of that film again was leaked months before the film had released like even further out than what the rise of skywalker leaks were mm-hmm. so it tends to be the jj has the leakiest ship 
like a lot of the rise uh, of the last Jedi leaks, there wasn't really many of them. They mm. think about it, yeah. No, like it was a surprise for most people going in. So you kind of got to look at bad robot, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I've I have heard that. I have a bad robot um, being being the main culprit in this. Um, yeah, absolutely. But right, a- any other projects? I know you've mentioned the Rebels thing, um, which we we talked about in our show last week, didn't we, May Boy? But we um, didn't do this. Yeah, I'm 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 curious about that because I love Rebels. I I th- I prefer it to the Clone Wars actually. Now with Rebels, from what you know, um, is it going to be a whole world between worlds sort of crazy? like psychological mystical series or is it going to be quite grounded i didn't i don't i don't have many details about it from what i know most people haven't at the moment right um, from talking to everybody else but what i knew was the felony is attached to it in some capacity to what it is i don't know but there was a direct sequel to rebels which has a fairly large impact in the that's not probably the right words, but it, it's way more significant than something like Resistance. Right. <laughs> right. That makes okay. me excited, that does. Um, hashtag make Solo 2 happen. Our friends at Resistance Broadcast want that to happen. Mate, tell us it's happening. <laughs> I'd love to see a series yes. on Kira and Amol, Um But that's all I got at the moment. I don't know anything. Apparently there's multiple things in development, mm-hmm. which we haven't heard about. Um, obviously right now there's a lot of speculation about the Dr. Afro thing. Yeah. Um, yes. Again, that was something I was working on back in November time, along with Rebels, which, but this has also found its way out. Um, so I think there's some weight to it, and I would think animated. Right. Okay. That's all good to know, man. That's all good to know. And I think, you know, what's crazy is, you know, there's there's going to be a lot of Star Wars content coming our way over the next few years. And, you know, back when um you know we I'm, I'm assuming most of us were growing up or if you've grown up in the original trilogy or the prequel trilogy you know the years between an episode was three years right and and now we're waiting it feels like a massive gap between between the rise of skywalker and the next star wars film but it's three years isn't it yes three years but what i'm looking forward to is the build-up to that yeah getting to know the new characters new worlds new era you know, again, there's little tidbits of information as they trickle out. You know, that's something I find really exciting. Just, it builds the anticipation for me. So I'm very looking forward to that. Plus, we've got the Mandalorian. We've got potentially Rebels. Maybe a Doctor Afro. We've definitely got Clone Wars coming. We've got all the books. We've got the novels. We've got more video games coming. The three, the beforehand, the three years were torturous. Nowadays, yeah. every few months, we've got something for everybody if you like the books great you've got which i do you've got something coming out every few months if you like the games well you've got a bit longer to wait but there's still stuff coming mm. out so there's always something coming out plus cassie and kenobi we're, we're living in a time now where the three years between a film are going to be packed with so much other star warsy goodness that maybe that three year won't won't feel so bad but also Oh, we're going to get swallowed up. I don't mean fatigue, but you've just mentioned something which I can't wait for, which is the anticipation of something entirely new. Everything mm. you touch wood is going to be new. But we're going to have so much stuff going on. Are we, are our, are we going to be distracted by everything else going on for it to feel a little bit less special? I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But um, I am looking forward to the anticipation. I'm also looking forward to seeing uh, 
how uh, well your success rate is for the for the new yeah. saga coming forward, mate. Yeah, I'm well. It just depends who uh, who's back on board this time. On my end, you know, who's back on board in these productions. But I'm really looking forward to the High Republic era. I've always wanted them to go earlier, and it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see. I really hope they don't put Yoda in the series of films. I really don't want to see that. I don't mind a mention. Um, I like. I wouldn't mind a mention, yeah. but I don't want to see a teenage Yoda, you know, <laughs> running around. Baby Yoda's enough. I love Baby Yoda. <laughs> we all love Baby oh. Yoda. Well, Lukey Boy Baby wanted Yoda. to go forward, didn't you? Yeah, I, I w- there's something about being caught in, in, in this prequel space that always feels like w- whatever happens, we're good, right? Because whatever happens, the prequels happen and the original trilogy happens and the sequels happen. So whatever happens, the, whatever evil there is or whatever story they have, it's it feels almost inconsequential to, to the Skywalker saga. But, but then again, I'm not, I'm not a writer. Right, I'm not a writer, so um, you know what am I to say? But it looks like it's all in the unknown regions as well, supposedly, right? So it's not even affecting, mm-hmm. you know, the planets that we know and we've grown to love. It's where Palpatine is doing his shenanigans in Rise That's of Skywalker. Exciting. So it's exciting. Yeah, like it wouldn't have any real effect. I I wouldn't think on the Skywalker saga. We've mentioned all nine films, and well, we've mentioned the saga, the Skywalker saga. We'd be remiss before letting you go anywhere, mate. We'd be remiss to not ask you if we put you on a spot now and said, right, you can only watch three Star Wars films out of all of them now, <laughs> yeah, including yeah. the spin offs <laughs> and the Clone Wars film. Yeah. Three films, what ones would you pick? The other ones were burning. Well, Empire is my favourite, so Empire is a must. Well, I'll just pick one of each trilogy. I'll do Empire. Revenge of Sith and The Force Awakens. Nice, <laughs> nice picks, nice picks, nice picks. Well, it looks like there is a bright future ahead for Bespin Bulletin. Um, dude, unless you have anything else to say, any spicy exclusives for us, I think that is a naughty rap. Yeah, I've got nothing at the moment. I really wanted to get you guys in December. This is where I was going to drop the Rebels thing. So if I get anything, maybe in a few months, I can give you guys a heads up and we can maybe drop her on the podcast. Oh, good to me, mate. that's amazing. And I'm sure our listeners are going to be absolutely buzzing for that to know that they're going to be first in line for this kind of content. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Bespin. Thanks for having me, guys. It's been awesome. Cheers, mate. Yo, thanks, guys. Bye. Hey, what's up? It's Taylor Gray, a.k.a. Ezra Bridger, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions. Probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. I hope you enjoy the show. What a great chat that was! It was so good to finally get Bespin on because we've been talking to him for a while now, but it's never we've never been able to get our schedules aligned, if you will. Um, but it was so good to get the man on finally, mate. Mate, what an absolute king! Thank you so much for coming on the show once again, Bespin. And if people want to give him a cheeky follow on Instagram or Twitter, it's just at Bespin Bulletin. Find him on there. And if you want to be kept up to date with all Star Wars news, Star Wars leaks, anything, go follow him. Now, they're not that he, he does them really well. So if you want to avoid spoilers on certain things, he always has a cover picture where you effectively have to swipe and, and then look at the details. It's, it's very well done. So yeah, at Bespin Bulletin on socials.
Yes, matey. Right, should we go and celebrate that wonderful chat of a little drinky poos? Let's do it. Yes, look at this place. Oh, there's a Welsh flag up there in honour of Bespin. What a man, is it? We'll get three Kef beers, please, but we'll have best bins for him. Oh, yes, a best bin booze up. Yes, matey. Well, obviously, our main discussion was talking with the man himself. We, we were we were leaking with best bin. So um, just as a little thought, <laughs> we just put out there uh, as a poll on our socials, mainly to celebrate the fact that Luke finished Jedi Fallen Order, which I'm so pleased <laughs> about because we can now talk about it. The question was basically, is Jedi Fallen Order the best Star Wars game of the lot? Yeah, I've got some amazing responses from you cheeky legends. On Twitter, um, 53.5% of you guys said, yes, Fallen Order is the best game. So a little over 50%. That is crazy. And then 46.5% said no. And similar on Instagram, 51% yes and 49% no. So there is a slight majority of people that think, Matt, this is the greatest Star Wars game ever, which is mad, right? Because, you know, you, you'd think with any other game that's released with a Star Wars badge on it, you know, maybe 10 or 20% might think, but no, 50-50, that is, that's high. I, it's very high. I couldn't believe it, honestly, <laughs> that they were, but not just that, because I was watching Instagram once, you know, every, what, when I went on Instagram every now and then I'll have a look oh it's still 50-50 I was like this this will change nope (laughs) and the same on the old tweets as well I was like at one point it was like yeah it was was actually 50-50 with a few hours to go I was like you're kidding me and we'll see a few people obviously jumped on the yes train I to me I actually think it is the best Star Wars game of all time Uh, and I know the people who don't have given us some wicked responses as to why we've not had any bashing sessions it's all been good for example Antshot first said technically or mechanically it's the best Star Wars game but narratively it isn't I, whereas yeah. I actually really liked the story of this game I was sucked into the story the characters what they had to do the lore I mean I've even said I think the Jedi Fallen Order story gripped me more than the Rise of Skywalker story did it just there was something about it which just worked for me so I think it was but give me six months' time, and I'll see if I still think that or not. But what about you? Now you've now you've finally finished it, and you've had a couple of weeks to sit on it. Does it get to the number one for you, or is it kind of hovering somewhere it's, else? It's a hard one, because I really love Ant's answer, you know? Like, I love that he said, you know, technically, um, you know, with gameplay and whatnot, you know, mechanically, this is the best Star Wars game, but narratively, no. Um, for me, it's somewhere in the middle, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm going to have to agree with mechanically, this game is just solid. Obviously, with our initial reactions to the game... Um, I spoke about how, you know, the, the graphics, I think, in, in places are a bit rubby, especially now I'm back on the old Battlefront 2, which is superb. The graphics on that is, like, near flawless. You know, that Frostbite yeah. engine is doing its thing, and it, it, it is pretty flawless. You know, Battlefront 2 has become a crazy good game, and I... I enjoyed it at the start. I was a little underwhelmed by the campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, the multiplayer was always relatively fun. But, you know, now I I think I find myself playing one match a week. Do you know what I mean? Like, like it, it yeah. is an incredible, incredible multiplayer. Hey, have you played it recently, by the way? Um, no. Well, not within the last week. Um, I played it a couple, of, like, a couple of weeks ago, especially when the Rise of Skywalker content dropped so obviously you got you got to go to Ajahn Kloss and I upgraded Fiend and Ray and Kylo's looks and all of that 
Um, so I played that, and I enjoyed the new level, actually, of Ajay and Kloss. I Every night for the last week, I've sat there and thought, right, I'm going to play... I'm going to play a bit of Battlefront because uh, the missus will say, you're going to play a game tonight because she knows I'll, any chance I'll get I'm on that PlayStation <laughs> playing. And I say, yep, I'm going to do it. Sit down, cup of tea. Next thing I know, I'm doing something else or I'm typing or whatever. Uh, so I've been meaning to, but a lot of other people share that um, same thought. And I do as well, actually, because when the game came out, I liked the campaign. It's very short, but I liked it because it was a canon story all over that, of course. And the multiplayer was fine, but it... That's what it all was. It was fine, but since these new updates have come out and new new game modes and new characters oh, and new maps, it's just become a completely different beast. I mean, this is like comeback of the of the century. I wouldn't say decade because we've only just started. But it's like comeback of the last decade because before, obviously, with the loot boxes and all of that shenanigans, EA was a uh, people weren't enjoying it. Basically, people weren't happy to give EA their money and all of that stuff. But now, Battlefront's made a resurgence and people love this game. And just on to your comment about the graphics of Fallen Order, I, every time I see a uh, review or a critique of Fallen Order on YouTube and they show the cutscenes, every time I'm now looking, because I remember you said some of them looked a bit PS2-ish, and some of them, and, and you're dead right, actually, some of them do, especially like um, the the graphics on the that massive shiwi bird, or what it's called, that huge bird on Kashyyyk. Yeah. Looks terrible for the most part. Yeah, especially when it looks bad. The Wookiees look bad as well, actually, I think. I think they look really bad. But um, some of the cutscene graphics on Fallen Order aren't great. I think the actual in-game graphics are fine. I think they look great. But yeah, some of the cutscenes aren't brilliant. Whereas Battlefront 2, I find myself getting shot so many times. I've said this before, because I just stand and I stare. I look around, I look up, down. I'm just looking, thinking, this looks amazing. So it's I, gorgeous. I, I agree with you, it, mate. It's, it's, um, at the moment, I'm um, flying those episode nine. They fly now. They fly now. You know, those troopers. <laughs> like, yeah. You can be those. And I forget which game mode it is. Um, I think it's just Galactic Assault or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and whenever you play on Jarku and it's the first order, be one of those. They fly now. And it, it, <laughs> it's so fun. Um, but I, I don't know if I need to like, update my game or something or or do something, but I've never been able to play on an episode 9 map yet. And I've played it, like, quite a know. bit. I don't know why, because I got the Celebration Edition where you paid, what, 50, 10 quid or something like that to get all of the skins and all of the maps and all of the Revised Skywalker stuff without having to uh, earn them, basically. Um, but still, the Agile and Kloss map was a that was just a, that was a new map it came out i think on the 20th of december so that was for everybody so i don't know what they yeah you, you don't know if you need to update it or look into that because it should be on there oh, okay I'll, I'll have a little cheeky google look we have totally ripped apart the bantina there They're a bit a bit of mountain luke action you know that is that's, that's more like a podcast for those on patreon you know what you mean <laughs> i've got one of those coming soon as well um but about the game obviously not so the old republic got some love but so did rogue squadron Clone Commanders, the OG Battlefront 2, and the new Battlefront 2 got some love as well. So where people were saying that, for those who didn't think this was their best game, basically KOTOR and Rogue Squadron, you know, those that series of games, they were the most in-demand games. And we got an awful lot of people commenting, so thank you. Yeah, thanks to Balf, Welsh Wookie, Jake Owens, Nusus Atom, Tom B, Eamon Jacobs, Igor, uh, Daniel Thorpe, um, Antshot First... Uh, Sean Hudson, Martin Mead, Luke Summerfield, Geek to Me Radio, Lee Gao, The Moonlight Warrior, and Summer for your contributions, you naughty bunch. 
Yes, boys. And there was actually an awful lot more as well, to be fair. So everybody, thank you so much. Keep sending those contributions in weekly and we, and we may just get you on the show and get your name out there in the band scene. Uh, speaking of Patreon, I mentioned those just now. Every week, as you know, we have uh, we take questions from our Patreons who've joined at the $3 tier. You get a question per month, for sure, guaranteed. And this month, this week, sorry, is no different. We've got a couple more bangers. So, Blilo, what's the first one we got, mate? Right, it's from none other than familiar dude, legend, Sean Hudson, who says, yeah, Sean, absolutely, Sean Hudson says, good day, chaps, lovely, Um, pretty simple one from me, what was your fav part of The Rise of Skywalker, and why, for me, when Ben Solo got force given the lightsaber and did that little Han Solo type gesture, hashtag... Ben Solo Challenge, then opened up a can of Warpass. Happy New Year, you spicy, naughty little boys. Um, Sean, mate, thanks for sending in that message. Yeah, the, the Ben Solo bit, I mean, not only has it taken over the internet, um, it <laughs> is, it's definitely one of my favourite bits of the film. Um, so, just give me a second. Um, you, 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 you answer first. <laughs> you, you talk first. You talk first, I talk first, I talk first. Do you know what? From one, even though the, uh, the narrative or the script wasn't my best part of the film, but the bit where Kylo is goes to Exegol for the first time, for like, within the first like five minutes, the way he comes, he obviously has to come down on that lift thing, and he's sort of almost stalking through Exegol when you've got those Sith statues and the the flashing lights and that, and it looks really really dark and a bit scary and then you finally hear Palpatine and this was before we knew that maybe Palps wasn't executed all that well it was so exhilarating for me to hear Palpatine one more time and I know we saw it in the trailer but when he's like um, you know at last my boy I've been all the voices just hearing and seeing him on screen again was one of my favourite parts And I, but I've said that all along even though I didn't jive with the fact that he was in the film and how they utilised him it was still um, wicked just to see and hear Ian McDermott on screen again, I love that um, wow, it's a good question I liked um, I liked the scenes on Pasana. I think they were good I like the scene uh, when uh, with when they see the Aki Aki when they meet Lando oh, I enjoyed that, the Aki Aki was so I liked that, they were great um, and I liked the I like the lightsaber fights an awful lot. I think they were great, especially the one on the Death Star. Um, I noticed, I think it's probably a scene we're all going to mention in a minute, which I'll save that for you, which is on the Death Star. But um, So the lightsaber fight on the Death Star. And yeah, the, the lightsaber over the shoulder bit and the Ben Solo shrug. I know it opens up things. Well, can you just pass things through the Force now? But don't worry about that for the minute. What a wicked scene that was. So for me, yeah, it was Kylo on Exegol for the first time. Actually, I've said before, the first 15 minutes, I think, were incredibly good. Uh, the lightsaber fights... And that last point I mentioned, which I've already forgotten. But over to you again, my man. What did you think was the best parts? Yeah, so for for me, I think you've hinted on it. You know, it's the four dyad, man. Like the the connection between Ray and Ben, I I adore yeah. in this film. I loved it in the Last Jedi, and it and it. You know, we we learn a name for this ability. Um, and you know, you mentioned about things passing through through the Force. You know, you've got in the Last Jedi, you had Rain. You know, transferring to, yeah. to Kylo's glove. You know, um, from from Acto. Um, and and in this one, obviously, you, you know, it deepens, and and maybe Ray and Ben are, are somewhat mastering it. And yeah, you know, I'm down for that. 
I am down for that. That whole scene. Um, but my, my ultimate scene, and, and I think, dare I say, this might even be one of my favourite scenes in all of Star Wars is Ben Solo with his dad, with Han Solo. You know, dude, like, I was I was in bits when that was on, on the cinema. Um, and yeah, this, this film isn't perfect, but that scene, dude, that's... It, it's very good it's exceptionally good um so i'm gonna have to go for the han and kylo so well ben solo scene really um but yeah the the bad aspect of the the end with ben solo with the lightsaber the little shrug and then the whoop ass oh my days that is just so spicy um but for, from an emotional point of view i'm gonna go for the han ben i can't argue that mate and i know you mentioned last week and the other week before, why and that, and it's a great, great answer. And it's the, it's a moment of peace and solitude that the film needed. Without that kind of scene, the film suffers more. I think yes. that scene gives it that humanity which you needed. Plus, the connection between father and son was beautiful to see. And then, obviously, looking further past that, Harrison Ford and Adam Driver on the same screen one more time uh, is was great to see. We 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 we, do, we toyed with the idea of doing our kind of top ten moments from the sequel trilogy soon and we are going to do that pretty soon uh so i'm looking forward to doing that given what i know you like about this film i can't wait to see how it all stacks up to the other films but uh yeah thank you very much for that big brother great question uh and now we're moving on to the king of wales the lord of the valleys it's luke summerfield he said greetings and salutations my little green friends my question is why does star wars get so much stick over physics and logistics Yet nobody ever questions how Peter Pan can fly on happy thoughts and pixie dust. I mean, come on, it's wizards in space. <laughs> love you. Well, first off, we love you too. It's another Welsh guy who we've we got we're very fond of. So thank you very much, mate. Yes, and the, oh, this is this is that million dollar question that in a saga where you can have laser swords and people using the force through their mind and mind controlling people and all of that. If a bomb drops in space, a la the Last Jedi, people lose their mind. I think it's just, for me, I'm going to kind of be a bit blasé and be like, it's just a passion, I think. Whether sometimes that passion is misplaced and people maybe don't like a film who are nitpicking, shall we say? <laughs> I think that's a lot of it. But I think a lot of it is just a passion. It's what people put into it is what they take away from it. People put so much into these films. And when you're a kid, you don't see... Those kind of things you don't you just see Obi Wan mind trick mind control mind controlling a stormtrooper and you're like oh OMG that was wicked, but as an adult you see things from with different viewpoint and like hmm would that happen or in that in my head now without the kind of glow and the magic feeling you get as a kid, looking at it from a different point of view from a certain point of view you see things from a different light and I think maybe that's what it is for some people whereas. Would a kid look at The Last Jedi? And I use that one right. because that's a big issue. People with thought bombs falling into space, even though the visual dictionary says that the bombs are magnetised, so they're going to fall. Because then again, you don't get explosions in space, so that shouldn't have happened in any of the films. But would a kid, would a six-year-old kid or a nine-year-old kid see those bombs and think, Ugh, that wouldn't happen, or are they going to think, exactly. that, looks the, that looks boss? Exactly. Whereas an adult would see that and maybe think, you know, physically that wouldn't happen, or logistically, or whatever, scientifically. I think it just comes down to the wonder that you're willing to put into it, or how much you want to nitpick, if I could be so bold, I think. But my main answer is passion. 
for better or worse, people are so passionately into these films that they want what they, they want to see what they want to see. Sometimes that works for them, sometimes it doesn't. When it does work, they love it. When it doesn't, maybe they go a bit far and saying it doesn't work for them. But that's what I think anyway. Absolutely, man. And 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 that is a perfect answer, mate. Like Thanks, honestly, mate. that's an incredible answer. But also just like statistically, you know, Luke, like this this is one of the biggest film franchises of all time and you know one if not the biggest it's like the ip ever in cinema you mm-hmm. know people really care about these films um and people are just statistically more likely um would have seen a star wars film that's just how things work um so therefore mathematically you're going to get more critics mathematically you're going to have more negative nellies mathematically you're going to have more people like and dislike episodes especially considering they span 40 plus years Mm -hmm. so you know people can get you know their knickers in a twist so to speak about whatever they want in star wars you know and there is some ludicrous stuff in it but you know if if you're going to be like that there are some people that need to maybe look back at the original trilogy and there's so many inconsistencies in the original trilogy that just aren't practical you know or but, but the truth is someone forgot or they're not that important um because the most common people don't notice and that's the point. Matt makes a great point. You know, would a kid notice some of these things? Well, probably not. So the likelihood is that, you know, we're good, we're good. And I think that's also part of it, right, is is that nowadays um, sometimes are better, sometimes are worse, depending on what your opinion is. And, of course, opinion is um, always welcomed, you know, to a certain degree. Um, you know, people can say what they want and people can have whatever opinion they want and they can now echo it onto the Internet. And sometimes um, people like to repeat some of the stuff that they've heard. Even just locally with a couple of my friends, they've seen a YouTube video or whatever, um, someone complaining about the rise of Skywalker, for example. And, you know, I've had to correct them on something because they just they didn't get something right. But because, you know, the film didn't live up to their expectations, you know, they they use other things and they look at other things to to see why it's a negative film why it's a bad film whereas you know if you didn't like it that's fine that's more than fine um but yeah it's when people nitpick over the physics and when they nitpick over the, the 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 magic of the force you know quote unquote magic um like there's a rule book somewhere you know and it's like guys like that's not how fantasy works that is just not how it works um and that's also not how life works you know you know things things change things happen things progress um some things regress you know (laughs) it's just how life works um so yeah and i i think like you said it's wizards in space luke and as long as we remember that, you know, we're good. We're going to have a good time. So it's all good. It's okay, all mate. good. We're going to dig it. Every trilogy has got things where you could say, why don't they do that again? Qui-Gon and you and Obi-Wan do this kind of like forced sprint in the Phantom Menace where they run away at like 3,000 miles an hour. Why don't they do that again? What? And then they force push the droids in one scene. Why don't they do that in every scene? In the original trilogy, Luke jumps out of the carbonite freezing chamber at about 3,000 miles an hour, but never does it again. I mean, there's lots of uses of the Force where you think, why don't you just do that every single time? But the real reason is, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter what they don't. And they did at the time, and it's just fun. And uh, um, me and Luke, we've probably been on the show. We, if you listen back to one of our shows, you could probably say, well, actually, in episode 15, you said this, and you nitpick. We all nitpick. It's just obviously how much, how deep into it you go. But we're also, yeah, like 
lots of people are aware that you know it's fun it's meant to be fun it's meant to be a laugh and that's why we try to be positive as much as possible because it's just meant to be a laugh it ain't real i believe i don't think it's real anyway is it <laughs> i don't know mate in my heart it is it's real to me so um thank you for that lukey boy and for those out there listening if you want to jump on the patreon bandwagon you want to become session squatters uh luke what's the address to find us now you can find us at patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions yes and you've got uh, jibber jabbers just dropped we're gonna have a podcast coming soon journal luke blywalker's coming as well plus we've got some cool new uh cool little thi- uh, other shows and episodes and specials coming out uh, across the next few months so keep your ears to the ground for that guys uh, and speaking about keeping the ears to the ground keep your ears to the ground for the man with the sexiest vocals there is it's curtis smith take us away with a poem about smelling do you smell that this impressive beasties a reek he has a composite physique a chameleon's toes bull's ring in his nose and a chicken's head minus the beak. Find me on Twitter at Star Wars Poet, on Instagram and Facebook at Star Wars Poetry. Always Star Wars, always poetry, always original work, posting daily. There he is, the man himself, Curtis Smith. Reek, do you smell that? Um, I don't smell that, but what I do smell is an extremely good man, extremely extremely talented man, and extremely wonderful voice. The only man who knows the Colonel's 12 spices in the KFC recipe. Oh, yes, mate. Always Curtis is a naughty little legend. Hey, this is Vanessa Marshall, the voice of Harrison Dula from Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. And it's my, it's game time, guys. It's the Star Wars Sessions game. Bang, bang. Applause. Thank you. It's my time to host this time. And this time, I'm going for something pretty straight up now. Luke Blywalker, do you know what, you know what you're doing this week? Mate, bring it on. You're doing some trivia, mate. Oh, you boy. You've got ten trivia questions to answer. Let's see how many I get. All right, all right, let's do it. Now, what do I get? What do I get if I get all of them right? Uh, I'll buy you a blue moon. <laughs> All right, okay. Okay, right. Question one. And guys out there, play along. Let us know how many you've got right as well. No cheating. Question one. Who is the first character to talk in A New Hope? Um, C-3PO. Oh, <laughs> off to a winning start. Yes. Anthony Daniels, oh, mate. Have to make him a bit harder. Anthony Daniels, make these a bit harder. You may even get this one. I'm sure you will. Right. Question two. What does ATAT slash at at stand for? <laughs> All terrain armored transport. <laughs> Someone, I think he's got my notes. Here we go. All right, question three then. Smarty pants. Is what type of gas is mined on Clown City? Cloud City. <laughs> Tabana. <laughs> oh, my wallet's coming out. <laughs> Correct answer. Now, question four. How many engines does an X-Wing fighter have? Four. I should have made these harder. Yeah, right. Yeah, it has got four. (laughs) The answer was actually in the question number, which I didn't think about. Question four. Question five. Who was Qui-Gon Jinn's Jedi Master? Count Dooku. (laughs) Or Darth Tannis. Right, you ain't getting this one. I'm telling you. Okay. You've got to get all of them. 
God, I've had enough now. You've got five out of five. This is making me look very silly. So, uh, question six. Name the four Jedi Masters that Darth Sidious kills in Revenge of the Sith, the ones oh. who come to arrest him. Oh, um, let's have a think. Mm, 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 so they mm, all come bowling mm, in. Dun, 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 dun. They come bowling it in. Darth Sidious bowls it around. He throws drink at their head. He pours another <laughs> pint. He pours four, actually, because he's oh, talented. Do you want a drink of your head, Master Jedi? He's smooth like that. He goes up to Mace Window, bash. Do you want One. a drink over your head? He goes up to Kit Fisto, bash. Two. Drink over your head. He goes up to Aging Cola, bash. <laughs> drink over your head. He goes up to Sicy Team, <laughs> bang. Drink over your head. He's got it, yes. <laughs> I did not think you were going to get that one. <laughs> I know, it's crazy, isn't it? It's, cra- right. it's crazy. Oh, right, my confidence has been misplaced now. <laughs> um, <laughs> six out of six, Master Blywalker is force pushing me around Essex. Yep, yep. Right, back to it. Here we go, hosting. Question seven. What location does Obi-Wan Kenobi say shouldn't be travelled lightly? Um, the Jinlan Wastes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. How many Rathtars was Han Solo hauling in The Force Awakens? Oh, mate, you're hauling three. Have I sent you these questions? <laughs> 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 Haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he knows. He knows. I thought you know all these answers. Aging. Oh, come on, Matt. Aging Cola. Right. How would that? Oh, I. I did because I I sent you the show notes before the show started. <laughs> oh, you poor guy! I wanted to see. Right. I that... thought you would get a bit suspicious with the Tabana answer. Like, what in the hell I is the that? One, I thought you'd get what that is because it's on Battlefront. As soon as you said as soon as you said say C Tin, I was like, right, he's either Googling <laughs> this or I've underestimated. Okay, the game is changing now. We're doing the impression. All right then. Again. Okay. Can you do an impression of Agent Cola? Agent Cola. All right. <laughs> and say C10. That's, that's him dying like a fool. Okay, uh, let's do an impression right. Lando Carizian. Well, hello there. Well, uh, no, hang on. It's hard. Lando Carizian. No, it's not right. Uh, nah, hang on. You better uh, buckle up, baby. It's, it's, not, it's not quite good. It's kind of like... <laughs> It's. It sounds a bit like a dude. <sighs> yeah, it's not good enough. I'll try harder next time. Okay, what about Mando's Princess not Leia? Oh, Princess Leia. You're doing the ones I can't do, Matt. <laughs> this is what I get. This is my punishment. For, <laughs> I, I, I was I was sure you were going to figure me out on the third question. <laughs> what type of gas is mined on Cloud City? Who knows that? I Who knows? may know it. Um, right. Leia. Uh, oh, my days. Somebody wrote... No, do you know what? No, forget <laughs> it. Forget it. I can't do it. No, someone's got to say... Nah, nah, nah. Um, um, so, okay, Darth Maul. Darth, at last, we will have revenge. At last, Darth Maul will get his purpose. Wink. General wink. Grievous. Oh, General Kenobi. Boom. Battle droid. Oh. <clears throat> Roger, Roger. 
I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna smash. It. I'm gonna smash. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna... like stuff. He's gonna draw stuff. Um, let's go for Ezra Bridger. Oh man, we we have Ezra voicing on this show. Um, he say, uh, he goes, "Hey, it's he's stuck in a Californian accent." Is it is, yeah. He just speaks like him, doesn't he? You know, it's like his voice. It's like, okay, um, hey, it's Ezra Bridger. <laughs> <laughs> you nailed it. That's like an insult. Spot That's on. like an insult to the American people. Hey there. I apologize. <laughs> hey there. And last one, um, Darth Vader with helmet on. With helmet on. Yep, so classic Vader. Vader, Vader with helmet. I've been expecting you. <laughs> Mate. Oh, I lied. One more, actually. These Director are so Krennic. average. Director Krennic. Oh, fire! That's, it. that's all I wanted to hear. That's, it. that's all I wanted to hear. That's it. That's, it. that's, it. that's, that's his thing. I want that as my like, ringtone. Right, we'll send it to you after the show then. Um, so, yeah, I thought we'd get... We managed to get an impromptu game in after... Some numbnuts reset the show notes a minute before we went on and forgot that the entire game was on there. Because I don't send, we don't, because we literally don't know what the game is. So all it will say on the notes is game, Matt's doing it. Or I love the it. way. Whereas this time, I love the way you were just like, he, there's no way he knows all of this. I was thinking the wallet's going to take a pounding. The bee is coming. <laughs> you lad. You lad, no, that was good, man. Well done, well done for mixing it up as well. You know, just off off the cuff, little cheeky impression game. I'm always down, although they're not good, they're rubbish. Although they're not good, you know, my impressions. You know, it was, you you did a good job with the old game, mate. Yeah, you can you can bash out a water impression like no fool. Ah, Nubian, ah. See that, guys? This is the content you come for. In two weeks' time, the game's been spoiled. I'm doing a trivia, and I'm not sending in the questions this time. No way, no way. Looking forward to it, mate. No worries. Well, thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Best Bin Bulletin, for coming on the show again. If you want to check him out, as Luke said, at Best Bin Bulletin, or one word, on Twitter and Instagram. But as you know, the game is done, so that is that for this episode of Star Wars Sessions. But the fun doesn't end there. No one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? They can find us on Twitter at Star Wars Session with no S at the end. That's at Star Wars Session on Twitter. They can slide into our galactic DMs on Instagram at Star Wars Sessions with the S. So that's at Star Wars Sessions on Instagram. Or feel free to drop us a cheeky little voice note or message to our email, which is SWS at what I watch tonight. Dot co that's sws at whatwatchtonight.co.uk and if you want to support the show further please consider checking out our patreon at patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions yes we're on anchor fm spotify apple podcasts if you're in the galaxy you can find a podcast you're going to find us there and if you love the show please consider leaving us a good review on your podcast provider of choice and head on over to podchaser the imdb of podcasts it's awesome, we're on there, so drop us a review on there as well. Helps the show out more than you know, and as I say every week, we love hearing from you in any way, shape or form. So thank you guys. 
And please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell the bloke you always end up sitting next to on the train on the way to work. Tell your cat, tell your Ewok, tell your the cousin. The more, the merrier, the castle spicier. Tell the bloke who sends the trivia answers to the contestant as well. <laughs> tell him that this is the podcast you're looking for. So until next time from me, see ya. And from Luke. May the force be with you. Always. They are Essex-based podcast heroes. Trust me, we're getting that spice. Tell that to Kanja Club. <laughs>